You're listening to Future Theater Radio with Bill and Nancy Burns, right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. Hi, everybody. It is October, what is this, 26th. 26th. It is a gibbous, it is a gibbous waxing moon. (laughs) Yes. 26, 2015. And we are your co-hosts, Bill, that's me, and Nancy. Yes, that's me. And we are broadcasting on Future Theater Live on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio this week from the banks of the Pacific Ocean and the banks of Primrose Creek in beautiful downtown in beautiful downtown Solbury, Pennsylvania, and a beautiful downtown Los Angeles. Actually, it's not downtown Los Angeles. It's actually El Segundo. El Segundo. There you are. But so, still, uh, but still, um, <clears throat> we have a very interesting show planned for tonight. Now, did we thank the good guys who've put us together tonight? And, and those good guys are um, Mr. Angel Espino, da-da, who hey, has... Hello, Angel. Plugged the stuff in. And then there's also Keith Rowland, our overlord. And he also plugs the stuff in. And so <clears throat> tonight... We're quite uh, the pluggers. Yeah, you are. And the thing is, we, we thought that Bill was not going to be able to do any of the show. And he can. He's here because of, you know, telephones, people from around the world. But... It, because I didn't think we were going to have Bill tonight, I asked a very famous person to join me in interviewing Chris, um, our, our guest tonight, Chris Brown, and his son, Colton. But I wanted to ask, um, her name is Soroya. Soroya, and, you know, she can tell me how to pronounce her last name, Bayila. And she was going to help me with the first half hour here, but now Bill is here. And... Because Bill is not home, but in fact across the country doing the show, it's a bi-coastal kind of show, what can you tell us about where you are and why you are there? Okay, I can tell it. it it's fine. We just finished filming a mini pilot called A Sizzle Reel for a television show. It's called The Paranormal Code, and um, it is in some respects – uh, it's not UFO hunters, although um, part of it is. Yeah, but tell them what you wore today. Oh uh, well, it, I wore my UFO hunters field uniform today. Yeah, and you know, with with the glasses, the sunglasses, right? Yeah, with the sunglasses from and the UFO hunter the, show uh, and the UFO magazine hat. And there's no more UFO magazine. How That's right. Is that? Although, although I, I will tell you something very funny. So, um, one of the conversations we had in the car going out with the executive producer was why is there no UFO magazine and how can we revive it? And what if we did it? And what if we did it as a whole big convergent media thing? So that's one of the things we were talking about. And we're going to meet New York uh, toward the latter part of November. I've got to get a chunk of the uh, Edison book done. Joel is sending me that. And so, but it was a very, very productive shoot and a very productive conversation. 
And well, uh, not to uh, not to um, not to give away too much, but ironically, when you guys were shooting the original UFO Hunters, I remember the, the stages that you go through with the the sizzle and the 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 grizzle and the fizzle, and then there's the pilot. If you're lucky, I remember the pilot was all filmed, which is the pilot's never been seen. I think, although I think correct, I'm sure nobody's we ever seen it. Are you are we allowed to uh, like release a copy into the wild? No. No, because no, we don't our own property. it. No, okay, it's not but in our any event, um, the, the the UFO hunters were trudging up to the what planetarium on Mount Baldy, I think. Oh, Mount Baldy, yeah, uh, the uh, the planetarium up on Mount Baldy, and it was a very misty, misty morning. It was chilly, and as you're going up the mountain, uh, I forget the name of the planetarium, but as you're going up the mountain. Um, you're going through all kinds of weather yeah. because it's so high up. It's like and oh it said it set a great mood. And then the uh, then the actual pilot, I believe, was the one that was set in that on that island up in Washington State. I think the first episode. Actually, there there were two first episodes. That's why I'm confused. Oh, what about the eye? What about the um, not the eyeball one? The the nostrils, the up your nostrils. That was the original pilot that was filmed in Culver City. There was a pilot filmed in Culver City. Yeah, it was artistically filmed in spots. Right. Then part of that pilot was filmed also in um, up on Mount Baldy. And but we also filmed an entire first episode in Las Vegas. And that was because Commander X. I forget Ben's. That was yeah. that was also filmed separately. That was filmed separately. That was the first episode of UFO Hunters never aired, and the 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 conspiracy theory about that was that we um, two people had called us. One was Jim Sanders, who's been on the show and has been on Art Bell with me. Uh, Jim Sanders called and said, "There's a strange flying saucer, a strange UFO hanging over my house. I don't know what it is." It's the strangest thing. It's not the moon. It's not Venus. It's not a star. Don't know what it is. And at the same time, Commander X had written UFO magazine to say that there was a UFO that was our UFO. Oh, excuse the train. By the way, if aye, folks aye, aye. <laughs> roaring in the background, that is the L.A. Metro. This wonderful hotel where I'm in is right under the elevated railroad tracks of the L.A. Metro. That's how cheap so, the production is. And so uh, Keith, Keith and Angel just now, they just, you know, get yourself down off the chair, unhang yourself. That will be what? Every, every what? How many minutes? I'm sorry, Keith. Sound? I'm sorry, Angel. Yeah. There is a train passing and there is nothing I can do. Well, and, before you came on, I'll as be we were, off in less than a half hour. Don't worry. I know, but here's the thing: before you came on, we tried with Soroya to get our sounds right, and Soroya had just come off a show that was the debut show that she had with a bunch of people from the Gabcast, and um, she had just finished two hours of that, and the sounds were not the sounds were all kaflui. So we're in the process of rectifying that. And so forth, because the two guys that I work for here are all fussy about the sound. It's so stupid to me. I, I, I just want to go on record as saying back when I was doing my own thing, I didn't care. And I think at the end of the day, the lack, you know, we all I, I care as much as you, you guys care, but I don't want to stop the show and say that 
I hate the way the sounds and stuff. I'm just saying, I'm going to get in trouble for this now. I should probably. Well, here's the thing, Nancy. We're on radio. You only have one thing you sell on radio. Sound. Yeah. If it sounds bad, you can't sell it. That's right. That's simple. It's that but, simple. No, no, that's but. it. There's nothing else. There's no butts. That's no, there's a butt. There's a big butt. There's, really there's big never, butt. I like big butts and I cannot lie, but right now you cannot <laughs> I knew, use it. I knew it. I'm sorry. So the secret is out. So the secret is it. out. Angel likes big butts. Oh, I knew I it. I definitely go. do. I cannot that was lie. Set up. So you probably so you like Kim, right? Oh, I love Kim? pregnant. I love pregnant. You like Kim, Kim Kardashian? I love right? pregnant Kim. Pregnant oh, Kim is like well. is like is like well, pumpkin Bill. patch. She's like the pumpkin <laughs> patch. She's like the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. She is the roundest girl ever. Yeah, but the biggest she mistake is... you can make, and any person in Hollywood listening, the mm-hmm. biggest mistake you can make is marrying a Kardashian. They ruin <laughs> lives. Oh, well. ask, ask Lamar Odom. Oh my they God! Ruin lives. What a what a story about him. Why? Ask Ray J if they ruin lives. Why did he take all those drugs? Why? Because he was married to a Kardashian, and that's what happens. Exactly. And, well, you know, the, the Kardashian, don't they have a movie coming out? Oh, yeah, they do. I saw it. It's about oh, O.J. Simpson. And you know who's playing Kardashian, the, the oh, father? God. Who? Who, Bob Kardashian? Kar- who's playing him? John Travolta. Oh, Is God. playing Bob Kardashian? Yes, I mean, or or he's playing the other guy. Wait, wait, wait. Who's the guy who started the, the lawyer service? Who was the other lawyer who got OJ off? Well, that was uh, Johnny, that was Johnny, Johnny Cochran. Cochran. No, yeah. not him. The other one, the the guy who now F. He, he F. Has, F. Lee Bailey. No, the legal. He has legal Zoom on TV. Oh, 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 mm-hmm. Bobby Shapiro, Robert Shapiro. Bobby. I think Robert Shapiro, that's, yeah. I think he's playing Robert Shapiro because big, heavy eyebrows, and he looks mm-hmm. so bad because his eyebrows look like they got penciled on by a Kardashian. They're fake eyebrows, like penciled on. I've you know in a fake wig, and and I saw uh, still shots from this. It looks really bad. Did they rip off our O.J. Simpson book? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. But any, but but the reason I and I've long lost the big butt. Oh, I guess I know. I haven't lost it. It's this. No matter how much you try to pretend you're doing radio, where all that because I was just in serious radio last Saturday. I, I was in the room when, when Bill did the Judith Regan show, and that's high class, okay? They had the best microphones. The talking in microphones were so powerful that you could, you could unwrap a, a hard candy next to the microphone and it wouldn't pick it up. It was amazing. And, and if sound didn't matter, they wouldn't go that route. No, no, the sound, no, 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 but here's why the sound doesn't matter for us. We have a whole new art form. You all know it. Sometimes we'll get a call from down, somebody down in the well and we'll take it because we can do stuff immediately on the air. You know, when, when, when Soroya comes on, you'll be so glad she's here that Oh, there'll be fu- there's always fussing in the beginning, and when people call in, the 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 yeah. But the difference, Nancy, is when you have a caller who calls in, just a random caller, that's fine mm-hmm. if they don't sound excellent because they're going to be off the line pretty soon. But when True. it's a person who's on the entire show, Depends. in the entire show, you hear uh, that's not that's not that's good radio. the person. That's not necessarily. It's really hard because, quite frankly, we are amateurs. Um, that's what we bring to the table. We bring the love, the oh. amateur love of what we're doing. We. Are are ufologists because we're trying to get to the bottom of stories. Tonight, for example, the reason we have Chris Brown on because it's now a holiday tradition and he's bringing his son is because he represents a real life, real live UFO story. Okay. It's undeniable. And so we're going to have him on to tell because it's Halloween. We want to tell stories. And Soroya, who's written a vampire book, kind of 
she's kind of going to convince us that there really might be real live vampires. There are and, real live vampires. Oh, come on. Don't do this to me. I'm sorry. There are <laughs> real life vampires. No, no. Yes, they, they, they are. They are. No. Puff Daddy's a vampire. Sorry. I agree. Uh, I did a book oh, about yeah. Arthur Shawcross, who was a serial killer up in Genesee, New York, up near Rochester. And Arthur Shawcross, this is true. This is all true. Nobody argued with me. Was a, It's called medical vampirism. And the disease is called cryptopyroluria. In the 19th century, because people who have this disease have urine that is the color of mauve, doctors called it mauve. Mauve. And here is the problem with cryptopyroluria. You, um, You need proteins from raw meat. And when this guy, Arthur Shawcross, was a teenager, he had a job at a meat packing plant up in uh, Watertown, New York. And he was fired because when the meat was hanging on the rack, he was taking big bites out of the rack, big bites out of the meat, out of the sides of beef. And they fired him. But when this he is a person a, with a disease. This is not, not vampirism. There's not, there's not Count Dracula here. No, it's not Count Dracula, but what he was doing was he was killing his victims. They were prostitute victims. He was a serial killer, and he was eating them. That's okay, what he was a, doing. He's, he's a cannibal, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Well, he like was a cannibal, cannibal, but he was also drinking their blood. Still a That's cannibal. What he not, was a, not a vampire. He didn't have sharp teeth, and he didn't turn into a bat at night. Didn't he didn't turn into a bat, but the not a vampire. was called medical vampirism. It's been around for for years and years and years, it was a big disease in the 19th century. And uh, the reason that Jeffrey Dahmer was eating his victims was he, too, crazy. had that particular. <laughs> he wasn't, you know, he was crazy. But at the same time, these people have physical diseases. That's just the medical reality of it. Right. They're, they're, exactly. right. They're, yeah. But yep. but um, I believe that uh, Soraya is going to talk about more like the sexual variety, more like the real life thing of uh, the big thing is, of course, it supposedly will let you live forever. And that is the uh, absolute, absolute uh, golden grail, isn't it? Uh, it's what you give up to live forever. I mean, yeah. you are undead. No, well, I do. Yeah, and I'm in the middle of, of reading Soraya's um, new novel that we all hope is going to really sell and sell big. And, and so I'm very, I'm very involved with this because, quite frankly, um, there's never been a vampire like the ones I'm reading about. And they're very disturbing. Of course, it's a metaphor. But see, mm-hmm. Soraya's going to talk to us as though it's not. But I want to tell you guys two things. And wait till I tell Bill this. Bill does not know this. Okay. I just found this out today. I happened to go on Facebook because Facebook is, quite frankly, Really interesting at times, and uh, you know, there was this really great picture of Bill and and Carly, his daughter, at the book signing, and that got a lot of attention because it's a fabulous picture that's on different people's Facebooks. I don't know how to direct you to it. Um, yes, I do. There's a Mickey Rooney Facebook page that you could go to, and you'd see okay. everything. So there's that. It's called what's the, it's called the Life and Times of Mickey Rooney. Go there and find find it on Facebook. Right. Um, but guess what I found out today? Why? I missed my 50th high school reunion. I forgot about it. When was it? This, this Saturday? This past weekend, yes. Uh, uh, that's, a big thing to, that's a big thing to forget. You right. know, I mean, or skip over. Your 50th high school reunion. Indeed. You know, it's, 
it's one thing to go or not to go. And I kind of did not want to go, but eh, there you go. You know, well, I, look, that was mm-hmm. yours. We didn't go to, we didn't, we just haven't done it. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Here's something too. Yes. It's nice to go to a 50th reunion. It's, it's really a milestone, but when you go, you see all these old people and you <laughs> yes. say to yourself, what are all these old people doing here? I know. And then you I realize, know. oh, my God, that's me. Yep, yep, yep. Well, no, the reason I kind of didn't want to go is because I love a party and I don't like to be, uh, you know, Debbie Downer. I like to be a party girl. And this I went to a, a, an all girls high school, um, Catholic girls high school. And it was a very, 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 very big class outside of Philly. Um, the girl who married Sylvester Stallone, the first wife, of it course. Was, in, was in my class. Mm-hmm. She's the only really big celebrity, and that's not much. But, but in any event, um, the people who created the reunion set it up so that spouses were not invited, and it was just the girls, and staying overnight at a kind of a swanky, I think, hotel. Mm-hmm. And I would have partied i totally would have i would have had lots to drink and we would have been laughing and talking well into the night and boy i'd still be paying for it you know i was gonna say nothing is worse yeah than when people in their late 60s tie huh? one on because oh, I know. whatever they tie on stays with them for the remaining week exactly exactly so i kind of didn't want to do that because i knew that the minute i found you know where was the fun group of this thing and it might have been and women are crazy when they get together and you know let down their hair it doesn't matter what age loud and crazy and i bet it was a i bet it was just a blowout because there were over a thousand girls in my class it was a really big class baby boom baby boom Okay. Anybody, by the way, who's listening, I forgot to put Twitters out. And if anybody would, that'd be super cool that we're having an actual show. I I didn't do do that right now, actually. You see, I didn't do any advertising. Um, I've been working with Soroya, who's coming on in a little bit, um, on various things because, you know, we're just doing some stuff. And uh, it's been a busy week. And, 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 um, uh, and and for Bill, there's a bigger surprise yet to yet yet to come. You didn't tell folks that you were out in the water today. Oh yeah, that was, um, that was the thing. That's I was trying to lead to all the shows that UFO Hunters did on the water. This is another one of those. That's right. Yeah. This was uh, yeah. We were actually um, in in Santa Monica Bay, um, the greatest, the one of these really fabulous UFO stories. Uh, this old. Sea Dog told us uh, we were on a boat and and he and I were both kind of sharing the tiller back and forth. And so uh, he tells this story of when he was a a teenager and this was in Redondo Beach and he was looking out over the water with a, a group of friends. It was a magnificent night and over and out of the water. Now, if folks remember the old UFO files from 10 years ago that um, we did a piece with Pat Uskert and Pat's friends. And the whole thing was that the Redondo Trench is so deep. This is the trench that runs from Redondo Beach out through Santa Monica Bay toward Catalina Island. And it is so deep. It is deeper than Mount Everest is high. That's how deep this is. And so one of the legends of the Redondo Trench is this is where the USOs 
unidentified submersible objects where the USOs hide out. And because Santa Monica Bay is really well known for UFO sightings and Catalina is a big UFO uh, hotspot. And so uh, he is standing on the ridge overlooking Redondo Beach. There are some, I love California. And um, he and his friends are looking out over the water and this giant light emerges from the water and is making these triangular uh, geometrical shapes in the sky, hairpin turns, then shoots off, he said, out of the atmosphere, into orbit, wherever it was, it was gone. And nobody knew about this story. And he's telling this story as if it happened yesterday. And everybody is kind of wrapped on the boat. So that was a fascinating story. He also saw ghosts of his parents. So these are like the kinds of stories we're finding out. They're fabulous. Well, is the <laughs> is the thing that you're doing um, actually going to try? I mean, UFO Hunters, to my mind, was special in that it actually tried to tell the truth that it found. And if it didn't find anything, it made the best of it and said, okay, you know, because there were a couple of shows that ended in nothing. Um, I know. There were a few and, shows and that was that- kind of the joke. That was one of the Reddit jokes. You know, they found nothing like the guys on UFO Hunters. Well, sometimes, but then sometimes, like the time you got that little stat, that little uh, pin that Giorgio wears, and Giorgio himself. I mean, lots came out of UFO Hunters. That little pin, you got that little pin to actually show some buoyancy. In other boy, words, it I, was, yeah. Boy, do I have stories about Giorgio, which oh. are not for the air. Ooh. But I, I am, I am telling you, because wow. <laughs> the producers, because the producers were like confabbed after the show, so I got an earful. But uh, there was the, well. What, uh, there was the, the, what do they think the chances are that this will actually fly, as they say? Uh, we had a really, we had a really good filming today. I mean, I, I have to say, it was there was um, a lot of the kinds of chemistry that happens is either the people relate to each other in a really friendly, congenial way. Or it's very staid. It is, I mean, if you look at some of the stuff from the old, old, I'm not going to name a show, but boy, I can. And where you see these people and and they walk on the air and it's literally, I'm going to bring my expertise to this show. And they sit there. You know, like Buddha sitting yeah, but on some the edge of, of the- are, Some of them are all fake setups, like the they, one they, you they had with, with Joe Rogan in which you were set up. And Stephen Greer, I think, was it Stephen Greer or Stephen Bassett? Who no, was the Steve other Bassett. guy? Steve, Steve Bassett. Bassett. And ordinarily, a person who would look at lectures that you would give or radio shows you would give and radio shows Steve Bassett would give, I would tend to put the weight on the Bill Burns side. But I'm Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Shows that feature the standard, I sit down, I plunk down, I adjust my blue blazer, I shake my beard, I tell my story, and I'm looking off camera. And You've then, done all and that. Then cut. We've yeah. done all that. This wasn't that because we be- – I, I, it was great. I got to write the final scene. But the oh. point is that it is – the, the, the fun part is when shows, when characters on shows, when they talk to each other, not just to the camera, but right. there's a real conversation and things emerge in the conversation. That's what makes a show work, not the other way around. Well, that's how, why how, UFO Hunters was so successful. How long uh, is a sizzle reel? Hmm, anywhere between five and ten minutes. Wow. Boy, 
What can you do? I mean, is it all fast cuts or is it narrative? No, 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 no. You, the, the trick of writing a sizzle, and you have to write these things. These things don't just write themselves. <laughs> the trick of writing a sizzle, I should know because I've written them. The trick of writing a sizzle is in those five minutes, the, you have to be able to encapsulate the point of the entire show. That's the challenge. Right. It really right. is a writing challenge. As much as it's a directing and uh, a camera challenge. Yeah, but then we all know at the end of the day, the best sizzle in the world will fall on the floor and just go fizzle uh, without the right contacts, the right people presenting it to the people that like them. In other words, it's an old boys network that we hope, you know, is still alive and well, right? Right. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm. Excited about this. Look, I'm excited because I got to sail in Santa Monica Bay after all. Oh, these I know. Years. I know. Uh, well, was, you weren't, was, you did not pack sailing clothes, so I'm surprised that you're not all wet and miserable. No, I couldn't. No, because the whole point was wearing the stuff I wore on UFO Hunters. But it didn't mm. matter. You know, you basically, I, I didn't need my flight jacket for an 80 degree sailing day in the sun. Oh, I forgot. And it's it's not freezing. It's getting cold here. It's 80 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. In oh, yeah. the end of October. Uh, that's how wonderful it is. And the latter part of this week, it's going to be in the 90s. I hope the, the listeners uh, will forgive us doing just marital talk because we haven't talked all day. So we're kind of just kind of reminiscing here. But because I know now when you do radio, no matter what you do, if you were – you know, an angel coming down, not not our angel, but an angel coming down from on high saying the most blissful things and the most blissful tones, eh, people on the Internet would still say, ah, oh, you know. But you so, know where we filmed? King yeah. Harbor. King Harbor. Oh. Redondo Beach. Remember King Harbor? Sure do. Our That's where we did sailboat. see an angel. That's where we saw an yes, angel. Yes, our first sailboat. We saw the Archangel, uh, the Archangel Michael. Yeah, and, and who was our producer? Well, it's Angel. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And, and and also, this is a Halloween. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, here's you know, and, and uh, this is what what we call our Halloween show. It's only a Halloween show because Chris it's Brown Halloween is saying it's a Halloween show. But I did learn that Halloween is always. This is stupid if you don't know this, but I'm just learning it. Forgive me. I I don't notice things. Halloween is always on the full moon. You know, the full moon is not always October 31st, but the real Halloween is. You know, obviously, the full moon of this particular uh, month and slash season. The full the full moon's important for a bunch of reasons. You can dance out, and everybody you can see each other. It's bright enough if it's not cloudy, and it's a time for if you're starting a new endeavor, it's a great time to do so because you're full. It's a good successful time. I'm learning this because I'm learning about right. herbs. I'm learning about mm. herbs. Um, I have been – well, today I gathered a bunch of, of this stuff called ink, ink, inkweed. Inkweed is a is – a, I don't know whether you have it in Florida, but inkweed is a kind of a big weed that grows up in like abandoned parking lots and stuff. And it's got purple stems and these gorgeous berries that are very poisonous, okay? So I gathered a bunch of these, the last of them, and you can make a really beautiful ink, I-N-K, ink ink out of them which i'm doing right now i'm fermenting them and i'm making an ink 
because you can paint it on your skin. Um, and I thought, you know, I can maybe have some. Wouldn't fun it with be my poisonous skin. if it's poisonous? Uh, yeah, it is very... a little. So you should not paint it on a, an open wound or anything. Not a good idea now. Yeah, but I've been. Here's what I've been learning. Um, because if you move to the country as we did, eventually you're going to have to make friends with it. Bill has not done this yet. He just kind of walks in and walks out. He, you know, closes up the car, walks down the driveway, walks on the, the paths and goes into the house. But I go outside and hang out a bit. It's woods. And so I'm kind of trying to learn, you know, what can you eat out here if you wanted to eat stuff? And I'm learning all kinds of stuff. Ah, sigh. Ah, yes. Bad yes. radio. Bill? Bad radio. Bad radio. <laughs> I, I, so I so the point is, if ever, we, if ever we're going to continue doing radio, it's very important for all of us, for Soroya, who's listening, and for Bill and for Angel and for myself, to develop thicker skins because you, you can't good do this. Have good audio. There you go. Ah, yeah. That people will still people will still say it's the worst show I ever heard. But it uh, sounded great. Yeah, yeah. You never hear that. So By the anyway. way, guys, uh, if you, you want to call do. in, oh, oh, here's what's call funny. in. Here's what's funny. Yeah, we have a call in number. I Let can me get that out. Hold on. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. That's the call in number. If you guys want to call in, open lines uh, all night, right? Yeah, because well, Chris, okay, because Chris and Colton are our guests, and we're going to talk. And Soroya is on because I didn't think Bill Bill wasn't going to be here. No, well, I'm going to drop. I'm dropping off at the first. Right, place. and Angel's not said he wasn't going to be here. So I figured bringing bringing in Soroya because she's just been broadcasting for two hours. What is she, you know? She's got plenty of time. Okay, so this she is a, it. what? Okay, so this is a special thing for Angel. Angel in California. Yep, yep. Cars live forever. Okay? This okay. is a, a, a basic fact of life. So here we are driving along the um, scenic route in Palos Verdes this afternoon, and we are passed by this magnificent, I mean magnificent, pristine, cherry, 1957 Ford Thunderbird. And nice. the guy is driving it, not like he's driving an antique car, but it's his car. Nice. Uh, Time never passed. That's California. That is California. That's that is. And by the way, guys, we have a caller four two three. You're live on the air, Coffin. How you doing? Hello, this is Charles. How are you all doing? Oh, hey, Charles, Charles, how are you? Charles, how are doing you? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Good. Um, I was going to call you about the vampire thing. See that? Uh, it's re- CEP Porphyria is what they think. Vlad the Impaler, who was um, <clears throat> Count Dracula. And all the other ones had. That's the thing. That's the disorder I have. And it is true. If you do, I tried to go vegetarian and almost died. That's the reason I, the wow. Atkins diet just makes that's me That's it. Wow. But the, one of the things that give us a, if we go into a, oh, one, the, the sun hit us and we start melting, uh, there's a drug that's made out of freeze-dried blood. I found that if I eat meat that is frozen, breaks the molecules down to where you can absorb them just like that i i came to that conclusion quite a few years back but you don't make hemoglobin that's what happens you don't make the hemoglobin and the urine does change colors there you go if you eat raw meat then your, your hemoglobin will go up is that what you're saying uh i don't eat you don't have to eat it raw even if it's okay. cooked you will get 
and well, this, yeah, any this, meat really. That's in fact, my no, mother but it's a little cancer, more complicated. It's no, a, but hold on. Charles... My mother, my mother who has cancer, has actually just uh, this past week been going through something very similar, where her hemoglobin went down, and they told her eat a lot of red meat, even if it's cooked. That's yes, that's true, Angel. Up. That's yeah. very true. Yes, and not, not that, that her clear. iron was low and the hemoglobin was all low, so. Uh, that's something the doctor said that would definitely help. And she started eating meat and her hemoglobin, everything went up immediately. Good. Right. One that's of the right. things to do is freeze her, like if, if she's eating hamburger patties or a steak or something, freeze it the night before, then take it out and thaw it. It breaks mm. it breaks the cell wall so you don't have to digest it. Interesting. And you get, I mean, we'll interesting. Okay. You get it well, in. Well, Char- well, Charles, are there a certain vitamins or minerals you have to also have in conjunction to make the body absorb huge D. amounts of vitamin C, mm. vitamin C, vitamin D is essential for everybody, but for us especially because of the not getting in the sun. And I've been obeying this year. I didn't most of the summer. I didn't get out until seven thirty or eight, and then with my big six foot aluminized umbrella between mm. me and the sun, mm. and it. Uh, you can look at people every once in a while and see the pulse point, and you start thinking, mm. but no. It, no, no, not not really. But we do have some. We have very unusual, very unusual perceptions and views of the world. When I was a kid, I I used to do homework and read books and stuff with a candle, a vaulted candle in the room. Wow! I have more retina cells. Uh, when uh, the ophthalmologist looked, he said, "Charles, do you God, know what blood type you are?" I did it's a uh, a B negative. Wow, that's a, that's wow, that's my mother's blood type. Blood type. It is R H negative, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. not even kidding. That's, I'm dead serious. It just told us that. Well, I just found out this week when she was in the hospital. And the negative blood types, uh, we have some special things. There's a there's two or three guys that have done a lot of work on that. I'll send you some links. You might want to have them on the show. Please. Do. And oh, wonderful stuff on that. And um, the antioxidants make a big difference. And uh, if you do what if you do what you're supposed to do, and the, years ago, maybe what fifty years ago, I started the Atkins diet, uh, just intuitively. If I do things intuitively, I always do the right thing. And I can still go to the dermatologist, and they just look at me. And although I had one skin cancer taken off this year, and they said, "My God." Uh, it, that's nothing compared. And my body had walled it off and ca- encapsulated it. And he said, I don't think you have to worry. Your body fights it. They'll look at me and they say, your skin's like a, a 16 or 17-year-old. And I will, I look, I don't want to tell people I'm 50 because I don't look, uh, if I lie about my age and tell them I'm not 65, but tell them I'm 50, before they meet me, they expect me to be beat down like most fifty-year-old people. I look thirty-one or thirty-two. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Age. Good for you. But my parents didn't age. My mother at ninety-two looked about fifty, a well-preserved, wrinkled. Uh, you guys, you guys suffer 50. from the. You guys have the Ralph Macchio disease. <laughs> yes, exactly. The rough macho disease. The guy's like Machitis. sixty. He looks like he's thirty, and he's like sixty right now. It's crazy. Right, it's machitis. Oh, we've yes. got to take a break. We have to take a break right now, and I have to jump off. So, um, thank you, Charles. But genetically, we are there. We are there. There's very few of us, but we are there. 
Well, yeah, Charles, Charles, can you stay on over the break um, while we bring in Soroya? Because I would like to can hear call your... Back? Or you call right. back? Let me call back in about 10 minutes because okay. I'm in the process of eating some meat. Okay, you call back. We were going to take a break and bring in Soroya. So let's do this. Um, thank you, everybody. I'm going to sign off, but um, Nancy and Soroy will continue with the show. Uh, we are your co-host, Bill, that's me, and Nancy Burns. We are on Future Theater Live on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio, and we'll be back with Soroya and Chris Brown after these very important messages. Everybody stay with us to the other side. Good night, everybody. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller, 
People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your Internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom-built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now, 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. everybody welcome back to future theater live on the dark matter digital network i am not bill burns i know that is devastating to some of you but this is angel the producer bringing us back with nancy burns chris brown and the lovely soroya soroya say hi say hi soroya hi everyone Ah, ah. and chris good to hear Ah, you how are you doing yeah it's good to hear you too and yeah. soon we're going to have Chris Jr. Yep, on the yep, right. yep. As soon as I go over there and hand him the phone, then then uh, he'll be joining us. So, well, is Very he going to cool. join us? What, uh, the phone was he... in by the computer, and I and I um, actually I was uh, didn't know I was going to be on uh, right this second. I thought it was going to be uh-huh. like a little bit after, but that's okay. I'll go okay. handle it right now. Well, you know, I thought since it's Halloween, we would kind of devote the show yeah. to. Storytelling, and I was hoping that you and and you said that there's a little more to your story the second night. Yeah, there is. There is more. There's and actually, it's from my boy because it was it was his sighting that he didn't get to tell the rest of what had all happened to him after the orb took off, and then he (coughs) excuse me um, had the two disc over the house that he was up able to see up underneath. So he's. uh, Got that to tell and his description and and all that and so okay yeah. and then uh, and then I do want to bring the conversation back to uh, the whole vampire thing because Soroya did you happen to hear the first half hour I did okay and did you hear okay Charles Crockett and anybody who's interested go into the guest lists on Future Theater and we had a show with Charles Crockett he is a real character a really amazing person and. 
Okay, you've written a novel about vampires, and I just casually asked you, um, you don't really believe in this thing, do you? And you kind of said, absolutely do, right? Yeah, well, I think it's possible. I mean, I haven't met one, but, you know, it usually follows that question is, would you do it if it was offered to you? And I absolutely would. Are you kidding me? Well, but have you ever heard of anybody through the grapevine who knew somebody who knew somebody that there was such a thing? Say, I, I think there has to be. I mean, have you seen some of the way some of these women age? Well, well, you know, I think if you plastic surgery is a wonderful tool. Yeah, there, yeah, there is. You know, there's hey, work for Joan subtle. Rivers for who? Well, yeah, Joan Rivers. But I did mean, she it really lived, work she, for Joan Rivers? She lived to be a thousand and five before she died. I mean, that woman lived forever. No, that was that was a shame. But but the but the thing is, we don't have good uh, role models for aging women, which is why um, Soroya has written a, a vampire book. And if I can just kind of talk about this a little bit before we bring on the orb, because the orb story is the real thing. Okay, the vampire book and the vampires that are in the book are fictional characters, um, metaphorical characters. What is the vampire the metaphor for? Is it for deviant sexuality is it for what is bloodlust all about do you think sounds like a nori question <laughs> it does but it's does. not really a metaphor for anything i mm. didn't write it as a metaphor well but you ha- but but it has to be a metaphor because there really isn't there really aren't people who can suck each other's blood and know each other's thoughts and live forever right right but i mean when i sat down to write it like there, there's no underlining theme like that like there's nothing like when i wrote it it's not like there's no hidden message i mean there's no hidden message of like deviant sexuality i mean i I could write that straight you know i mean i i think more it was if i said it'd be immortality i suppose yeah maybe it's the immortality maybe it's the immortality because you in in your particular book and in other books i've read i've i've read um interview with the vampire is the only really other one great book yeah yeah, and there's every kind of sex in it. I mean, it, it, deviant sexuality is not the point, but I do think the the you know the fountain of youth is a really big deal. If um, only one person found it, just think, you know. I so. think it gets. Yeah, I think a lot of what I was writing is that it it was more geared towards the fact that there there's no one over a certain age that's still regarded as being sexy or attractive. A lot of our um, not true. But Cindy, a lot Crawford, of our... Cindy Crawford is getting up there, and she is still smoking hot. Well, well, but here's the thing. Um, I was thinking about this because I knew we'd be talking about this. And Bill and I are both old people now. The reason we know we're old people is because I can see our photos, and I can see, you know, I, I, otherwise, and that's the thing I should point <laughs> out. When I look at Bill, I look at his eyes always, and I always see the same person I've seen from the beginning. It's the the... Person, it's almost like when you're when you're talking to people, you're talking to their essence, maybe, you know. And so the getting old part, um, when you say smoking hot and stuff, if you fell in love with someone, you know, you kind of ignore their exterior. You you kind of you really do. I mean, you might fall in love with their exterior, but once you're in love, their exterior doesn't count anymore. Oh, I've been in love with her exterior for two decades now, Nancy. 
Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be. Here's but the that's thing not. I, was, I mean, but that's yeah. one of the reasons I wrote what I wrote is there's no book that represents women of that age exactly in that role because there isn't. They're all reading Twilight. They're all reading about young kids or that's and true. even yeah. and, and even Anne Rice's stuff. It's geared towards men. Most of the characters are men. Yes. There's there's no main woman vampire who's over forty. It doesn't exist. Exactly. So that's what I meant. I'm not saying there aren't hot women. I mean, I like older women myself. Oh, so, okay. So I'm not saying that there aren't. What I'm saying is that there's no, there's no genre. There's nothing in that genre that fits that. Part, right. It's part of why I started writing it. I mean, that's not the main reason. I started it for another reason. But that market, it's huge. I mean, and I can't believe nobody else has thought of writing this. You know, know what I mean? I know. And and as an as a person myself. Um, who is long past, you know, long past menopause even at this point. Cause I'm, I'm at the old stage. I can't, you know, ignore it. Um, not that it's not even something I think about, but reading your book, this little ray of hope starts up. Wouldn't it be great if, you know, you go to your 50th high school reunion, if you didn't forget it, and you're, you look like you're 25. That would be fun. That would well, be a dream. It would be, but I think that one of the main messages is that like, Women can be hot over 50 and even over 60. And I think that's like, an, you know, that needs to be conveyed because like you were saying, hotness is in the mind. I mean, what yeah. I started writing this book about was the mind. I mean, like the body. Yeah, but just... the fairy tale is just like when Cinderella uh, gets to go to the ball, she changes into something beautiful that's going to disintegrate sure. at midnight. But and so the fantasy part of your book, the fun part to, for, for readers is, you know, if this were to happen, not only are you not dead or ever going to die, uh, but in fact, um, you look really great. You know, yeah, if, if you're super 60, great. you look 45. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I mean, the, and, you know, it's there's some really great things about that. So there's that. So, you know, anyway. So, Chris, how are you doing? How are you hanging in? <laughs> well, I'm hanging in there good. I just uh, sitting well, here listening being... to the story. And yeah, I'm, so I'm actually trying to call uh, my, my boy's trying to call in. He called in on the PSN. Uh, Number or I didn't know if it was a dark matter number or which to call in. No, it's the PSN. To... I'll give it to you. Um, right. It's the seven eight six number. Seven eight six. I think you might be on four two three. Is that you or is that Charles? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, it's Charles. Yeah. That's <laughs> Charles. Charles, welcome okay. back, Charles. Well, before we before we go to Charles, I wanted to ask Chris. You had mentioned to me just in passing that. Uh, you know, just in how you're doing, how when we were setting the show up, you mentioned a couple of things. And there was a fellow that I, I wanted to learn more about but did not get in touch with, um, mm -hmm. a filmmaker that you thought might be really great to add to your story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I did. It was um, – mm -hmm. actually, I just, it was the scientist was, uh, was who it was. Uh, I'm looking for him now. Was and, it Tyson? No, it was, it was, it was uh, uh, Mallet. Um, oh, Ronald Mallet, Ronald Mallet. yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great scientist right there. That's that's the show I've been I've been trying to hook up for this gentleman for for a long time. Uh, he's I've been, trying I've to build a time machine, and here yeah, I I've am. Been dying you know? to, I've been I've been dying to interview him. He's tell me why. What what do we he's know? My, he's on my bucket list. This okay. man is working. He's working on an actual time machine, which scientifically and it's more than theoretically at this point. Scientifically speaking, the science behind it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the best shot that we have of some sort of a time machine. If and it is, is he on YouTube or on TEDx or something? You could see some of his work and, and some of the stuff that uh, the theories of what he's putting together on YouTube. There's been documentaries on him. 
Uh, I've known about him for about eight years now, eight, nine years. I've been dying to interview him. He's, he's a hard dude to, to get down to. You know, right, right, right. Well, uh, we'll check it out. Well, Chris, right. um, do you think that this has some relevance to either the craft or the orb? That I, you do. Uh-huh. I, 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 I do. I really? do. I, I truly do. And why? That I need to know. Yeah, why? Well, the way he explained it, I watched the, the, um, the ancient aliens, and I seen the, uh, the one where he was talking about uh, uh, the way that it would be made and everything. I mean, this guy, this guy. Yeah, no, was, but, yeah, um, but here's, the, here's the thing, Chris. The way that the technology works, the way he explains it, it is uh, impossible that you, what you saw had anything to do with it. And here's why. Uh, the way his machine works, once he turns on the machine, all right, and let's just say a thousand years pass, as long as that machine is turned on, he'll be able to send messages back and forth through the machine to the other side where that machine is. Yeah, it's not going to yeah, just yeah. randomly appear in a, in a field somewhere. Well, the building where the machine is built at has to stay intact the entire time. The moment it turns off, the machine's done. There's, uh-huh. there's no field. Like, literally, it's a, it's a bridge between time and space, but it's only a bridge that the machine can capture itself on. So it, it basically is the same machine that works on this time period and in the future or whenever it's being picked up. That's the only way to work. Uh, it's not just going to randomly appear somewhere. Yeah, well, I, I guess I um, – I don't know. I was a little bit confused. It wouldn't be that I would say it was him that had anything to do with it. I just – I wonder if he's uh, fully aware of this technology and is already kind of out there saying, well, uh, I hope to get there in a couple of years when, boom, he's already been there, done that, and is working maybe on another step. and. Of course, I guess I never want to say that. I, I think we got. Uh, I think we got uh, CJ Junior online here. Uh, Chris Brown Junior. Uh, I think clear? we do. I have him on mute. I told him to put the put the phone on mute because I didn't want any extra sounds. So, so smart man. There you go. And I think Chris Brown Junior is now two years older than the last time we spoke. So yeah. now uh, has it been two years? Now, no, it been two years. Oh, no. he's now thirteen. He's now a teenager. Wow. Congratulations. Yep. Your yep. your life is about to change again. Yeah, it is. It is. Your life changing. is over, Chris. It's over. Mm-hmm. Did you get that mute thing figured out there, Colton? Yeah. Okay, Hi, Colton. Hey. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing good. How about you? I'm pretty good. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're here. Um your dad says there's a little more to the story. Um and, and folks, by the way, can go on our page, or the, the page you're listening to the show on, and you'll see the last time Colton was on if you want to hear more about the story. And I think that that's easy for people to do. So, um, Chris, do we need a little frame before Colton starts? Uh, well, I'd say this, this is just, the second day, right? This is the second day, yeah. This is the second day. This is, uh, well, that actually was really the first day for him, her first sighting. But uh, it was, of course, my second sighting. But it was um, after after the orb left and after it, it shot away from us. Um, we had went and uh, tried to. He ran in and tried to get um, mom to come out, and she well, she was scared. She didn't want to come out. And then the neighbor girl had ran into uh, her. Uh, well, no, actually, at that point in time, I don't think uh, that she had just came in. She had just uh, came home, and then her and I were talking, and then Colton had seen uh, the two crafts. And Colton at this point was how old? Uh, Nine. 
at the point and nine uh, nine and a half i guess and and you know it's hard uh, we we don't for one thing we don't talk about it all the time and yeah and um he doesn't have as much i guess detail i guess maybe he's lost it over time so it's which is why we all need yeah we we all need to go back and listen to that first show because you sure. colton might be interested in hearing what you said to remind yourself like do you have, have you already forgotten details Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us what you saw, Colton. Well, um, I what had happened is my dad went to uh, go and talk to the uh, the neighbor girl, and um, I was just sitting out there, you know, looking up into the sky because after that happened, I was just completely shocked. Right. And um, then when I was sitting there in the front yard all of a sudden there was like this, uh, there was like a streak and it made me, you know, like look to the side cause I caught it out of the corner of my eye. Right. And, um, there was, I looked up and straight above me was this like craft that I got to say was like probably, you know, not even too far, probably about the height of the trees. So wow. not very far away. And the size? Uh, I'd say, ooh, to make a good estimate, I got to say probably um, not too, too big. I got to say probably if you grabbed maybe a a small room and then just, uh, like, put it at that size. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just one room. And you're by yourself at this point. Your Your father's talking to the neighbor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, right next to him. Had not even a clue. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, so what did you do? Did you say anything? Of course, you took. You did not take a picture. No. Right. So, so what happens next? Did it stay there a long time, or did it? Well, it actually, um, it came in through, and it was probably. Um, it kind of stopped, and then it started going about at a uh, probably a walking speed. Right, and, and it was going toward what? Um, it actually came up. Uh, I was standing in front of the house, and it actually came up from behind me. And it was actually um, moving away from me from where I was standing, like out in front of me. Well, yeah, and is there any chance this was some kind of a toy, like a drone or something, do you think? Well, I was I was thinking, you know, at the moment, I wasn't really entirely sure, and afterwards I got to thinking about it, and, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, doubting myself, maybe thinking, well, maybe it was, you know, a toy or something, or, but it it looked nothing like a toy. Right, right, and do and and. Chris, don't you feel that there's some kind of intelligence behind all of this that you sensed? I I completely do. A hundred, a hundred and ten percent feel the uh, there was intelligence behind it, and uh, the the way that they uh, they moved um, when they came uh, at the time, and and also you know as I uh, talked about the orb when it came by us, um, uh, yeah, I mean it was just sucking the power from uh, the, the the bubble 
that was right. propelling it was just sucking the power from from underneath those wires and um there wasn't uh, around the rest of the bubble was completely clear and and i mean it was it was showing us and uh you know that uh, there was definitely an intelligence behind it and and um felt almost like it was protecting us too you know by it by it um i've heard cases of people you know not being so getting so close to these and not being so lucky and getting burned and this and right you know right, so right hmm. mhm and um you know uh it's 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 um it's a tricky thing you know uh, Colton and I really don't talk about it much if I'm talking about it of course because it's kind of like I was well, 39 it, uh, and, yeah why do you think why do you think that is that you're not talking about it very much I mean, don't you think it's kind of well? Maybe it, it's just something that has not happened again, and therefore you think you should just put it in the past. Yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, the wife doesn't want to hear it. Um, you know, um, it, it's just something that it's you know it's it's hard to go and go on and on and on about, and and I, um, you know, it's 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 uh, can can be wearing on it and a little bit um but um you know and 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 a scary thing ultimately right. too and that's what makes me think well if i keep talking about it then boom you know it'll it'll ha- you know might happen right. again so that's the biggest <laughs> thing and yeah. you know we being that we moved from from where we're at before it's helped a little bit for for colton and i going outside and doing our, our nightly garbage right <laughs> Well, but, but uh, I, st- I, I still don't understand where the connection to time travel might be if such a thing, you know, is kind of obsessing. Yeah, it's what happened. You know, it was it was uh, the thing of it was is, um, you know, when 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 I when all this happened is I knew nothing about anything. I, I knew, I'd heard about Bob Lazar uh, years back, uh, but just didn't know the whole what it was all about. And um uh, you know, to, to get to get real into it, when I when I wanted that thing to come back, and I prayed for it to come back, I prayed for something special. I prayed for it to change my life because I was in a rut. I'm all, I'm going to be honest. I was in a rut and just kind of you know. I prayed for it to come back and change my life, and I was willing to do what I had to do to come out and say, and it did it. And um, but time travel happened right in front of me because uh, that thing took off. It it, it didn't take off at. At speed of speed of light, and um, I could see the red liquid in the middle. And I never heard, like I say, about Bob Azar, but Mufon mm-hmm. did. And when I called Mufon and I told them, and I mentioned about the I mentioned about the red liquid in the middle. That, that's what oh, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it really wasn't. I don't think until about I think about when Mufon came over until when um, Colton and I kind of really sat there and were talking about go over it again that we really went and. Um, and kind of, um, you know, thought was noticed that it was a liquid, right, Colton? You know, it kind of just at first when we first seen it, it was just wow, it was this red stuff that was glowing in the middle, but it really wasn't. Uh, it really well, kind of just didn't come to sense almost until the next day. It's but like, isn't it wasn't there supposed to be a red, some kind of substance in the Nazi bell? Yes. Yes, like and that mercury, is a spinning right? yeah. red mercury that that, that right. Bill and I, yeah. uh, you know, we had talked about that, and Bill, of course, talked about that on 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 unsealed UFO files, hmm. and um, 
that's exactly. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anything about that until uh, months after, you know, my encounter. And then I heard um, uh, seeing Bill. Well, you know, I can ask the same question that I asked Soroya. Do you think it's a metaphor for something? I mean, we're talking, you know, red liquid again, this kind of sacred kind of red liquid. I'm just saying, just here, vampires and, you know, because the, um, the whole thing about Halloween is that, it's the only time of the year they say that the veils between worlds are the thinnest and so that weird things can slip through. And whenever you talk about this orb, I, and it's kind of like an orb within uh, – and when Chris talks about an orb, it's not just any orb. He's made it his avatar and has tried to draw it as accurately as possible because it was life-changing. And, you know, so – And also, too – uh, about that is if um, you Google UFO orb uh, close encounter pictures, there's going to come up to one picture and it's going to come up to that Photoshop picture that I made. And the rest of them are going to be all what they were all camera shots or, or pictures from far away of what it would look like in a camera uh, in, in, in a picture, what it would look like in a camera. So it's yeah, just but- one of those things is, you know, it's I'm really trying to get out my image. That's my biggest thing of what we've seen. And Right, right. And since, you know, since you've been on the show, you now have a Facebook page, which we've linked to, which will help a little. I got a Facebook page. I'm I'm yeah. working on a website that I should have had a long time ago. But unfortunately, uh, well, I'm not real computer uh, savvy. And, and you to get with that. Yep. I told you about that. No, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to get my first novel back in back up. uh, You know, I'm digitizing it. You know, I had a, I had a big successful first novel back when um, that was my whole life. That was the, you know, most important thing in my life. And it, it was big and successful. And then, you know, time went on, the internet got invented and books back from that era are not on the internet unless you put them on carefully and that's kind of what i'm doing so i'm um also trying to recover all the reviews and things which are also not on the internet so i'm actually weirdly you know trying to make my own time machine to kind of preserve something that i did which you know isn't really nobody buys books anymore everybody buys electronic stuff you know to read so yeah, it's weird but true. But we're also we're all doing websites. It's true, <clears throat> and I don't know, dear. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all busy. It's a time of Welcome season. To now. The Things future. are picking up. You know, yeah. all the holidays are picking up, and and it's a busy time. I heard, yeah, I heard you, Sarah. You were going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say that I think people still read books. I'd prefer to buy a hard copy over digital any day. Really. Oh, yeah, I want to hold it. I mean, that's part of the reason I'm pushing to get published by a, a bigger publisher is that, like, there's something in me that I want my book to be a book. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's it's not that I yeah. don't want it on the net. It has to be. That's the way of the world. Well, I wonder, but- uh, you know, I understand that LPs are becoming a big thing again. Um a lot of people are actually making new LPs. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? The big albums? Yeah, they sound terrible. Right. The new vinyl sounds awful. The old stuff sounds way better. Why? Uh, it's the weight. The weight in the new stuff's terrible. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. Cheaper I, I plastic, guess. I think. It's well, is it lighter now when you say it's the weight? lighter. Yeah, yeah it's cheaper lighter. plastics. is lighter. I used to DJ, so I love the sound of a record. The way it just, It's a beautiful sound. Uh, wow. I've heard some mm-hmm. new records. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Depending on the artist, uh, the, you know, the material is a little bit better. 
If you get a you know artist is not as big and known, they're going to get cheaper material for the LPs. DJs have always used LPs, Nancy. It's not like it went away completely. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's making kind of a retro comeback a little bit, but yeah. it'll never be what it was. It just it'll well, never be it's there. the same thing with books. I mean, books have their pleasures, but when you right. uh, if you if you meet a word you don't understand, you have to write it down somehow and get yourself to a dictionary somehow or look it up somehow. Whereas in a a good ebook, you just tap it and the Right. definition comes up and as you know you're only as smart as the words you know so if you don't look it up you won't know that thing whatever the thing is it's cool to look stuff up because you learn something every time every single time um by the way uh, just, uh, yeah. real quick just right. to let you know uh gary from australia one of my good friends gary anderson is listening in uh made, left a little comment here on uh, chris's son uh he said uh, don't be surprised if his son sees the same craft again in a couple of years or so, um, what got me into the paranormal was the UFO sighting he had when he was seven years old, and then yeah. he saw the same craft again two more times over the following couple of years. Maybe yeah. that's uh, something that you have to uh, be on the lookout for because a lot of these uh, sightings do follow you as you get older. I mean, that is very typical that, you know, well, Chris is saying that. Chris is saying he moved, and that makes. Yeah. But but here's: Have you guys, either Chris or Colton, have you ever had any missing time? Mm, no, I didn't. No, uh, uh-uh. I've never had any I've, I've any had missing time. Yeah. yeah, because that's critical. Um, if you want to think time travel, you know, there's got to be some kind of travel <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're gonna, you know, do that. But um, the thing is. The older I get, the less I tend to believe stuff anymore. And that's kind of why, you know, I kind of wanted to have a show about belief. Um, on the website is a really pretty picture of a little girl going to bed. It's a Halloween card of some kind from the old time. And there's little fairies all around her. Uh, and it says, you know, tonight, you close your eyes and hide your head for the fairies and goblins will be hovering around your bed. And anybody who's been abducted by aliens literally would freak out at that little card saying that, um, you know, fairies are not good things when they come in the middle of the night, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, Chris, had you ever worried about that? I don't I, – I, You know, I was talking to my buddy that the uh, just yesterday, and I never – being here in Oregon, you know uh, – I, I was always a night owl. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't hook up and, you know, with my uh, wife till I was my early 30s. And before that, I was the bachelor man, staying up all night. And then I'd always be out wandering late at night, going to the store, walking to the store. I don't drive. So, yeah. Do you know, what, was, kind, do you know what kind of blood type you are? Uh, I, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm C. Uh, or, 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 um, gosh, I thought we said that before, uh, or B. Um, well, Soroya did have some, um, did have some, some information on that. I mean, the, the RH negative thing that Nick Redfern was talking about on the show a few weeks ago was fascinating. Um, you know, um, how can I put this? The statistics are staggering. That is something like only, let's say, 10% of the population have RH negative or 8% or something. But something like 80% of the UFO paranormal world have that blood type. It's staggering. Hmm. Um, I don't remember. Nick Redfern would have the actual numbers. Yeah, Yeah, that's the gist. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm B negative blood. Well, what's this about the Reese's? We were talking about this earlier. We have, I believe I'm the same thing. I'm the, oh, I'm the universal donor. I um, thought I was like O positive or something. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, now in, in the, in the vampire book, there's much talk about blood and different blood types. So, Soroya, have you done, done your research properly and learned stuff about this? I have learned some. I've read it, but I mean, like, it's like, it's a theory like anything else. As far as if you want to go down the conspiracy road, yes, I've read a lot. Um, as far as the science, yeah, what does it mean? We have no rhesus in our blood or something? There's no, we don't have the same genetic protein that people who are positive have. We don't have the rhesus protein. It's not there. And do they know what the purpose of the rhesus protein is? That I'm not sure about. Yeah. If Charles were still on the line, he might yes, know. I am. I am. Oh, Charles. Oh, oh, there you are, Charles. All right. Now, the the rhesus um, factor were the breeders, uh, the, the created ones on the earth. They think those are the ones uh, that, the, that they created to be the slaves, basically, wow. were. And then the, if you have the negative blood type, that is the, the royal blood lineage. And... <laughs> It it makes there's a, there's a big big difference. People that uh, that that are psychic um, have a lot of other unique gifts have negative, and th- there's um, it's hard to reproduce. A lot of the negatives do not mm-hmm. reproduce well, especially if uh, if they um, you have a blue baby, if uh, a positive right. and a negative gets together. But there is a a new factor uh, called Rh null. You're neither you have your neither blood type. There's about ten in the world right now, and uh, you can get hundred thousand a pint for your blood. Wow! What the hell why, do they want to do why, with why it? Why would you know. if there's only ten that can take your blood, or why would you get so much for your blood? No, more people can take it. It doesn't affect either one, but they don't know really where the what the genetic. They now they have to. I think they. I'm pretty sure they have to take the blood from somebody like themselves, but anybody else can take mm-hmm. it. That's like and, and someone someone told me. I can't remember where I learned this. That if you want to know about this, uh, it's this information about whether you're Rh negative or positive. You, you, I believe there's a little kit you can get from the drugstore just to learn just that information. Yep. Yeah. Well, have you ever donated blood? Because you would know that. No, I haven't. Um, and I've only been in the hospital to have babies both times. Uh, they would have uh, known then. They would have checked then because after yeah, about yeah. 1948, they started checking. And then they right. would start doing a transfusion after the fact. But it would be, right, and it would be on the, your records. But they do they list it on your hospital? I guess they do if I looked up. I, you know, yeah. I would. I'm just trying to avoid doctors because I believe they, I believe they just guard the cave. You know, if once mm-hmm. you see the first doctor, it's all downhill. Just, I'm Italian. Sorry. There's probably a kit. I'm sure. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll look and see. I've got a good source for doing your. I'll be heartbroken if I'm not. No, uh, if I'm not. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it and actually report what I find because I will be heartbroken if I'm not of royal lineage. <laughs> I have a my dad's positive, my mom's negative. Okay, okay, yeah. And B negative is very rare. Second rarest there is, I think, or third. It might be third. 
It, it, it's very, very rare. I know that that's what my mother had. And well, they would, uh, any time that there were, although she was anemic all the time, and she probably had CEP or at least <clears throat> partial genetics, she ate, there were many times that she had to, to eat raw liver. That's what well, our family in the doctor course, told her to do. In the course of doing this ketogenic diet, one of the things I learned was that there was a, okay, there in the 1930s, uh, there was a vitamin they were calling vitamin X at a certain point, it, or vitamin K, I believe they had named it. This mysterious vitamin that you needed really badly and that people who kind of lived primarily on meat had, had it in abundance. It's found in very obscure stuff and now you can buy it in the, in the grocery and it's called K2, vitamin K2. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very important for, I think, the metabolism or to get, I think it's, it makes your bones accept stuff better so that the stuff flows into your, into and out of your bones mm-hmm. better where all the factory for the, for the red blood cells is, right? Yes. And like then that. it also activates the bone marrow and it's necessary for vitamin D to work correctly. See, there's two kinds, vitamin K and vitamin D are sourced two ways, plant or animal. The plant source of both of those are not utilized by us. We have to have processed food. Something living has to eat it, then we have to eat them. And uh, vegetarians get very ill. It took me, when I tried it for about two years, it took me about a year to recover. Right, right. It was it was just horrendous. Yeah. Now I had the opposite experience recently. I was vegetarian for two months, and when I went back to eating meat, I got sick as a dog. Oh, you will because really your sick. body's trying to absorb and uh, get those different things in. And when you try to throw off the K and everything like that, oh, I was I had a month that I was flat on my back when I did the transition. I ate nothing but round steak two times wow. a day, and then. After I went through that die-off and the uh, kind of restructuring of the metabolism. But one thing you had talked about earlier, I am, and I don't think there's very many people my age group. Do you know how many generations I am from the Civil War? Um, Not many, right? Three. Mm-hmm. And Crockett is, Crockett is your family name, right? Yes, Leslie and Crockett. Right. And, and folks John can Le- find would have been funny. It would have been Tubbs and Crockett. That would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I enjoyed when the show was on. Everybody, <laughs> I had to get a lot of T-shirts, and I wore I that. <laughs> but it, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm curious, because I think you and I know each other outside of this. Yeah, I'm, a, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yep, yep. I was going to say through Raleigh. Yep. It's and I think Raleigh's about, I haven't heard I, from you in forever. I've, I have been, I've had a, a weird year and a half, two years, <laughs> and uh, really incorporating a lot of things and trying to get a, get some other things out of the way. And you know the thing about the no heartbeat with a vampire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mine got down to 20 uh, in January. It was where wow. I was walking around with a 20 heart rate. Well, didn't, we weren't, you just gonna, didn't, weren't you just going to say that you thought you think Raleigh's a vampire? Oh, no, yeah. I don't think that. Somebody else's. No, 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 not you, Soroya. Oh, no, Charles. I do. Because she's, ti- you know, she's got that, she's locked into a timeless mode. She does not, she hasn't aged, and she's, you know, real involved in everything, and she's almost got that. She's got that 
spark and there's an there's a weary a world weariness that we have but at the same time there is a childlike fascination hmm. that's in, in funny everything. that's so funny because when i originally started writing this book i had like this vision about it <laughs> it's ridiculous and i started writing it as a goof but i mean if what, do anybody... you mean, what do you mean by vision? What What do you mean? Well, okay, I started it, and I, I just told this story. I don't mean to cut anybody off, but it's just funny. Okay, I originally started it because when I got into Raleigh, I, did, I was Googling about her. I wanted to know about her. I wanted to read bios about her. That's how I am when I get into, like, a band or whatever. So I came across this trucking forum. I'm really not kidding. Where someone had posted a trucker that they thought she was a vampire. And this was hysterically funny to me at the time because I didn't know her the way I do now. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This person can't be serious. So it started sort of as, sort of as a joke. So then, like, the more I started to think about it, I actually could see it. Like, and I, I had, like, for lack of a better term, like, a waking kind of dream about it where I really, I could see in my mind her being this way. And... Uh, and does fun. she have a sense of humor about this? I hope. Oh my God, she's great about it. We talked about my, we talk about my book every Friday. I mean, yeah, she's great. She's been, uh, she's read them. She's read all of it. Yeah, she's because I, and I'm at chapter ten, and I don't want to hear the ending or anything. But her character is pretty complex, so I wonder. Yeah, it's supposed if she, to be. <laughs> yeah, if she noticed, you know, there's a light side and a dark side. She's and she's got a sense of humor about both. I guess. I wrote her yeah. how I see her. Now, did y'all, either one of y'all, see the movie The Hunger or read the book? Yes, of course. Absolutely. That's the hottest movie of all time. Is uh, that right? Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's great. Catherine Deneuve and uh, Susan Sarandon and uh, David Bowie. Yeah. Well, see, I think one of the hottest vampire scenes I ever saw, I was in my kitchen as a young person making dinner or something. And I, we had a TV in the kitchen and I saw uh, Frank Langella as Dracula with I be, I forget who the girl was. She's uh, it doesn't matter. But Frank Langella was Dracula, and he was a very sexy Dracula, say in the eighties maybe. So he had a full head of dark hair and stuff. And she's cutting the roast, and then she slices her finger. And the way his eyes kind of wiggle weirdly was very weird. And then so he he starts to dance with her and the way he takes his hand on the small of her back where there's a nice ribbon, you know, a fresh ribbon on her dress and kind of crushes against it. It was very sexy. Uh, it maybe sounds I was sexy. I was I've, I've always been a Blackula fan, uh, fan myself. I love Blackula. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, what about I was a fan of Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy. Okay, wait. What about uh yeah. Uh, Love at First Bite with Richard Benjamin and and Paul Apprentice, I think. Uh, just bitten with Jim Carrey. Oh God, that's yeah, the, oh yeah, and Lauren no. Hutton, right? <laughs> but the Susan Sarandon uh, and Catherine Deneuve scene. I've seen that. To rent the movie. It, that's what it's. It's <laughs> one of the first things I saw when I came out. I mean. Like, because back then, like, the internet isn't what it is now. I mean, I'm not that old, but it's not the way it is now. And that was one of the first movies I ever saw with a lesbian scene. It's a big deal. Well, one and of the most... Yeah, and beautiful. this is not vampire, yeah. but I'll just throw this out here for anybody that cares. A very poignant lesbian scene, and I won't say what or where, is in this movie called 
Across the Universe. And it's a interesting movie because it's the only time the Beatles, and I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but they gave all their music over to a great director, the woman, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tamar, um, Julie Tamar. She directed Lion King and stuff. So Julie this is Newmar? Tamar. And she's very, I mean, she's very um, fancy in her directions, Broadway, basically. And Across the Universe is a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's all Beatles songs, freshly sung by young people in settings that so flip what you would think. And it's all about growing up, the Vietnam War comes, what it's like in that whole era. And it's Absolutely riveting. It's one of the best war scenes, the war as a machine, because the Beatles' music changed over time as they became militant. And so the war as a machine sequence is really moving. It's a very moving movie altogether. There's every kind of dramatic or musical scene, but the scene of for the song I Want to Hold Your Hand is one of the most tender, uh, I'll just say lesbian scenes. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but... Um, cause it's kind of, because there's a big surprise as the song goes on. It's a, huh. Cross the universe is worth anybody's time. It's a little long. Um, like if you want to, if you show it after dinner for friends, cause everybody seems to love it. If you show it, it's just a touch too long <laughs> and people leave rapidly, you know, <laughs> as soon as it's over. So you kind of feel like maybe you have failed your family, but I, I think it's a worthwhile movie. Across the universe. You you couldn't make a short movie with their music. They had so much great music. Yeah. And my goodness, this is the only time it's ever been, you know, used. You know, uh, really good songs, too. And so many, and there's a bunch of stars and they're making cameos. Really good movie. Worthwhile. (laughs) But I I think part of uh, what's going on with the vampire, the whole vampire thing, it doesn't necessarily have to be the transition. Of the body, I think the immortality can be through, and the hunger. There was a, a unique end, different from the book, but that the ending gave you a transmutation. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the possibility. I think we also have the ability to project ourselves, which might be the ultimate time machine, which, and right. in that way live longer. And well, do you think anybody who has seen anything like anybody who has seen a UFO or ha- anybody who's had a near-death experience, they're true believers that there's something beyond the veil. Um, yeah. And for those of us who've had nothing, um, these stories matter a lot. And so do these kind of paranormal shows because you keep looking for is anybody telling the truth in these wild tales, Right. Well, um, I don't think you can cultivate and have an experience. You either have you're the person that's going to have them or you're not. No, I would agree with that actually because I, I think that that's how it works. I mean, oh. it, I, because I okay, first of all, I've seen the UFO. I've had the the ghost. I've seen, but I've heard ghostly stuff. I mean, I, I, maybe we're all capable of it, but I think some of us are more receptive than others. They look for us more than us look for them. Well, you know, um, I don't want to, you know, do anything crazy and like invite bad things into my life. That's, you know, I can do that on my own on during the daytime. But um, 
but I do would like to know there's something on the other side. I, you know, Art Bell says that all the time. How could um, you not know if you believe in EVP? When I had my EVP experience, I was done. I know. Uh, there's no doubt now. I have no mm-hmm. doubt. Well, None. I have doubt. I have doubt. Yeah, yeah. lots of doubt. Well, wh- what a, what about Chris? And is if Colton is here, does seeing something like that help you in your human? You know, you're in a in a human form, but you're not always going to be type thing. Yeah, I think it did. You know, I mean, I um, you know, I uh, I got kind of. I'm still, you know, I didn't see an et being or anything in the in in our counter so it's i guess um right maybe that takes away you know or i don't have quite that that feeling maybe if i did if i had seen a being and and felt that presence of that there so right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. me too yeah yeah to well, me it's uh, you know to me it seems very et is like i say is that um, I've done a little bit of research myself, and I and 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 would have seen that glass dome on top of the huge disc, and this, uh, the night eleven nights before, and then the craft that went over Colton's house, that went over the house that Colton seen, uh, had the dome disc on it too. They looked very diamondish, and um, the clear sphere that went by us looked like a diamond. And you know, I to me, I think maybe there could be a distinction. Maybe the the, the V shaped crafts and stuff. Uh, maybe those are American uh, or you know, or government made. And maybe the ones that have the glass looking dome are, or right, maybe right. alien. Maybe right. that's a, a, a truly is like a, a diamond, and right. we don't um, can't get our hands on any any type of glass. Well, uh, another you know, thing I wonder there. about for everybody who's having sightings or. Near death. I noticed that a lot of people play games nowadays based on, I guess, your interest. If you like this kind of stuff, you might uh, World of Warcraft, for example. I was, I was, I was looking up. Um, I'm looking up um, an herb from the outside. You know, I'm trying to learn about the weeds that grow in my in my yard, and I was trying to figure out. I was too late for gathering this one I wanted to get. So I was Googling about the frost. You know, is it too late for my weeds, um, my ink weed after the frost? And I ended up on a site that talks about a a, a fictional thing called frost weed from the world of Warcraft. And I realized that people are actually making up fake uh, biologicals, you know, um, and so I think to myself that the games that you choose to play, it's almost like a guild from the old medieval times. Like if you wanted to go into ironwork, you'd go into horseshoeing and stuff. And if you want to go into uh, the military, you might play a lot of war games. And if you want to go into weird stuff, you might learn all that stuff in games. Um, I'm surprised at how specific and, you know um, – how specific the directions are in games that could lead you down different, you know, business, or, you know, life paths. So sure, yeah. So it's like I don't, the uh, what was the the show in the eighties, The Last Starfighter, where it was right. kind of like that. Here they had played the video game, but the video game was setting him up to be a starfighter, of course. So, yeah, but yeah. the most important game of or the most important book of that genre or forever is what is it called? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just going to zone. Uh, F. F. Scott Card, his most famous book. Ender's Game. Yes, Ender's, Ender's Game. Game. Yeah, Ender's Game. 
Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Well, Col- Colton's into the Minecraft. See, he can't get his his little mind away from the Minecraft, so he's well, doing that. Now, Minecraft is blows my mind, and if I had any time for a game, it would be for Minecraft. Minecraft is, but but you know, um, we're all radio people at this point. We all like the radio. We we listen to the radio on the you know computer and stuff. Did you know that Minecraft has spawned uh, YouTube? Uh, fortunes for guys. Um, if you play Minecraft and want to talk about it while, while you play it, and you want to, you know, talk about an, uh, what are called mods, M-O-D-S, new mm-hmm. modifications that come out. Um, sure enough, you know, particularly if you have a British accent, um, you can start talking. And little, t- these people have twenty-five and twenty-six million subscribers uh, on their YouTube channels. Okay. And my little grandchild listens to these mods in which, you know, a guy talks about, okay, you buy this one, I guess you have to buy them, and you're going to get, okay, there's actually a thing in Minecraft that will suck a young child's soul. They look for young children's souls to take, for example. I'm sure Colt Colt could probably explain it all to us. Yeah, there are things called skeletons, I think. Oh. Mm-hmm. Skeletons, I think they're called, or a variation on skeletons, and they will suck out a young child's soul. I forget how they put it. They have a phrase. Um, that's kind of freaky, you know, when you hear your grandchild saying, you know. <laughs> they so. sucked my soul out my body, Grandma. It's, and you have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> to get it back. It's <laughs> true. Will you well, pay for my soul, Grandma? No, guys, we're going to take a break at... Uh, in, a, in just a few minutes, and I want to give out the number because um, – let's just see here. Because I want to do that because it would be wise and smart. It if would I be. Just, and it, yes, the number is yes. – write this down and call in. 786-245-8127. And if you're playing a certain game, I'd like to know why and how do you not feel guilty about all the time you're spent, you spend playing games. Actually, Angel, what games do you play? I honestly haven't played video games in about uh, seven years. I've ah, so you can myself. you can stop. But I will say this: there's a lot of Star Wars games coming out this year that I'm going to be probably buying a system pretty soon. Really? I seen Star, Star Wars, Wars cereal today when I went to the store. So good. Limited edition. <laughs> wow. Star wow. Wars is taking over the planet again, Nancy. It's it is. crazy. Well, yeah. Star Wars and X Files. I'm doing an X Files marathon, like a good. X Files is cool. But Star yeah. Wars is the greatest thing ever made, period. Well, they, and you got your tickets, right, Angel? Uh, oh, are you kidding me? I got like four days' worth of tickets. Oh, I God. think that might is, – is that a guy thing? Because I'm not into Star Wars at all. Me either. Me either. Because you uh, girls have not sat there and watched the amazingness that is Star Wars. Exactly. That's what I was Actually, you know, you know what it is? You know what it is, though? This is the funny thing. Star Wars, you know, it is a majority, majority uh, a guy thing. You know, guys are more fans of Star Wars traditionally. That's going to change, though. Here's why. why. The why? new movie, the main character in the movie, the main uh, lead in the film is a female. Her name is Ray. And, and what's her the, relationship to everybody? Well, the rumor is that she's Han Solo and Princess Leia's daughter. That's the rumor. Nobody's confirmed it yet. It's a big secret. But the movie is centered around her and another character named Finn, who is the uh, the black gentleman in the movie. You've seen the trailer. Black did in the trailer. They are the two main characters in the thing. But re- in reality, the main 
protagonist in the whole movie, the main actor, the main star of the movie is Ray, the female. And it's the first time that a Star Wars movie has the lead be a female. And who's so, the act- actress, do you know? Um, Man, I always forget her name. I, don't, Ridley. I can't remember. Yeah, Ridley, I can't remember her name, but she's going to be a huge star when, when this thing com- comes out. It's, I mean, she's going to be the face of the franchise moving forward for the next uh, probably 10 years. So mm-hmm. that's going to change, Nancy. Women are going to get more and more into it. Not only that, there's another female bounty hunter, which they've never had in Star Wars. Her name is uh, Captain Phasma in the movie. Ah. And Captain Phasma is uh, looks like a stormtrooper, but is all like silver. And these glossy. make these these and little ripples awesome. make they they make really big changes. Young girls see this, yep. and it's exactly. hard to get them back down on the farm after they see this stuff. You know? Exactly, and that's what's going to happen here with Star Wars now. I'd be happy uh, you're, about you're, that. You're going to start seeing more and more girls now into the characters into. Uh, you know, this franchise, this universe, and it's just going to keep growing and growing, and, you know, it's going to expand. I mean, the Star Wars right now, we have about 20 years worth of movies coming out, the way Disney's planned it. Uh, by the way, her name is Daisy Ridley. That's the ah. actress's name. Daisy Ridley. Daisy and Ridley. again, she's playing Ray in the movie. How is Ray spelled? R-E-Y. Cool. Cool. Which, which uh, this is why a lot of people think that she is Han Solo's daughter. She has a three-letter first name, just like Han, three-letter mm-hmm. first name, right? Big correlation there. And her name, Rey, means king or royalty, right? In Spanish, Rey means right. king. Princess Leia is a princess who becomes a right. queen of Alderaan, right? She's royalty. So you, people are making that connection saying, oh, that's who she is. She's the daughter of Princess Leia and Han Solo. Well, is Leia, a, is it, does it have an H on it or is L-E-A? No, uh, Leia is L-E-I-A. Lei, it's four letters. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, listen. You uh, you said break. Can you take break. us out? Oh, I shall. Can I you shall. do the break? Well, I don't. I can't do it as good as Bill does because I can't do the whole uh, mm. Pembroke's yeah. Creek and all that stuff. Lonely. But I'll tell I'll tell you this much. Uh, this is future theater, and we will return. Open lines, call in. This is the Dark Matter Digital Network. We'll be right back. <laughs> No longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, 
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more superman homepage.com Alright, and we're back for the last segment of Future Theater Live with Bill and Nancy Burns, minus Bill because he's off in a remote location out in California doing something much cooler than anybody else right now. And yeah, and it used to be a be big secret, TV. and now it's all over the place. But it's all it's over the place. exciting, yeah. All over the pretty place. exciting, yeah. Of course, that's and Nancy Burns, and uh, everybody else on the panel is back live. Go ahead, Nancy. Yes, we have, let's see, let's talk about who we have here. We have Soroya. Hi, Soroya. Hey, Nancy. And we have we have Chris. Hello. Chris Brown. And Chris do we have Colton yep. still? Yeah. Colton. Yes. Hi, yep. Colton. Yep. And we have Charles. Hello. Look Charles how smooth this is. And yep. guess yep. what? We also have Lou. Lou Sheehan. Hi, Lou. Hello. And hey. is it time for any questions yet? Yes. Ask uh, Well, for Soroya, I, maybe you can give a real quick, brief overview of your newest novel you know like a quasi plot summary but but also are there any metaphors that you guys were trying to delve into at the beginning of the show that are in your your novel is it that type of thing um i didn't deliberately make it like that um the quick synopsis goes like this um it's about a radio talk show host in her 50s who gets turned into a vampire later in life and how she tries to keep her marriage going to a human, keep her career intact without anybody knowing who or what she is, and just basically her struggles to deal with being a vampire at that age. Um, I, I remember, I thought you had already published this, so I remember you discussing on earlier shows, this was Raleigh, the famous the, uh, yeah. radio yeah, loosely, yeah, it's based, loosely based on Raleigh, and Raleigh's read them. I'm really proud of that. Raleigh has publicly read my books, and she's talked to me about them, and she thinks they're good. She's yeah. on, she's on board, you know. And well, trust it's a me, fun if, plot summary. Um, she, and I actually remember she, her. I listened to her several times myself, and she would respond. I could call in, and she would respond, which was, which was great. Can I, can I do mm-hmm. this, Nancy? Can I plug Raleigh's show? Do you care? Please, please. Uh, we Raleigh's love Raleigh. Still, Raleigh's still doing a show. Um, she's only doing it Friday nights, but you can find it at www.raleigh, which is R-O-L-L-Y-E.net. 
And she's doing a Friday night show right now, only she's running two radio stations that got left to her by one of her friends. And she's basically on from 10 p.m. until the time change next week, because Arizona doesn't change times, uh, to midnight or whenever she gets done with callers. So it's internet only. You can stream it live. And I talk to Rally every week. So... And so, so this is more of a like a situational novel rather than a kind of a deeper philosophical sort of approach, right? This is more for almost entertainment, the type of thing you've written? More so than it would be philosophical, but there's some philosophicalness in it because my main character, she's very complex. I mean, I wrote, I wrote about, you know, I took a lot of what I knew. Um, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it's surface at all. There's definitely deeper themes, right. but but it's more about relationships and things of that nature, like the way she interacts with her world. So it's much much deeper than say like a bewitched episode. Oh Pro- yes, yeah, there right. there is some fun campiness to it, but not a whole lot. Just enough to make it fun. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. serious and mm-hmm. dark. Oh, some you need fun. that. That's good. That's a good smart approach. And then Colton, and then. Uh, Chris, and maybe then I should get off the line to let other callers in, but didn't neighbors also see what you guys see, saw and experienced? Yeah, the um, neighbor was uh, on the uh, go on the right-hand side of us, uh, was on the MUFON report, too. And she's the one when uh, she had came home right after the orb had went by us, and she drove in right like as... Uh, pretty much almost left just a few minutes later and then she was standing out there and then that's when colton had had his little experience as her and i was talking and it shot in front of us and got her drawing on the mufon report she didn't see the orb go by because she came home right after and she didn't see the two over the disc she just uh, her and i just seen it shoot in front of us as okay yeah mm-hmm. Is but she she's on public with this? Is she's on the report? She, you know, uh, she isn't public. If uh, if things maybe go further or something, then she will probably, yeah, at that point in time. But, well, she was 17 at the time, and she's kind of, you know, now graduated from high school, and uh. you know, it's four years later, and so she's kind of got her own little life. Of course, not yet. I moved. But, uh, well, I you know, have- I, I think... I think I asked Colton on the first show, but I want to ask him again if he's ever had any dreams about this, ever. Experience with what was that? No, Colton, have you ever had any dreams about UFOs or what you saw, anything of that ilk since since you saw something? Well, I've had, um, I got to say it was probably maybe a week later, and I had had... Um, a dream of like what I had saw, like it just kind of like it just came back and kind of like just replayed what I had seen right, in the dream. Right, That's what I and, wondered. Yeah, and then it uh, it just showed all the same stuff, and then the dream had ended. Well, do you remember your feelings toward that dream? Were you thrilled or terrified? Well. When I woke up in the morning, I actually was, um, I was, you know, kind of thrilled to be honest because of what I had seen, and it really brought me back to it, right into the moment again. Did it really? It did. Wow! Wow! Well, do you um, try not to think about it, or do you actually try to pull it out sometimes and actually examine it a bit? Well, um, not. Too terribly much. I, I mean, if I 
you know, when I need it or when I'm zoning out, sometimes I'll think about it every now and then. Well, do you know yet what you want to do, say, for high school and maybe even college? You know, what you want to study? Um, I was actually thinking, um, not too, too sure, but I was thinking maybe physics. Aha. See, I knew you were going to say something like that. Um, um, I was just listening to a lady physicist uh, from Harvard, actually, and she was talking about it wasn't a UFO that she saw, but she something weird happened in her childhood and nobody saw it but her say. And, and so she studied physics because she wanted to know was such a thing possible that she saw. And um, she... She well, she's <clears throat> she's not a weird person, but she sort of thinks that sometimes people get guided into their livelihoods. So I thought, and I only heard yeah, that. Yeah, that's an interesting topic, by the way, how yeah. that shakes out. I think, you know, I reflect on it on my myself. Well, Lou, do you um, do you uh, grok or or understand at all my feeling of, you know, come Halloween, I want to hear stories and I want to hear why we need stories. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I like that type of uh, discussion. That's very interesting. I mean, I hadn't thought about that because I usually end up working every day and every night, so I don't get to celebrate. Um, but that, that's a very good question, as, as is how we fall into whatever career path we're in. And, and is it rationalizing when we say, God, you know, I wanted to do this. It didn't work out. I ended up over here, and maybe that was God giving me some sort of direction well, or – you know, I sometimes think those thoughts, but I'm not saying. Well, Soroya was talking. Now, now she just she just finished two hours of. Oh, yeah. uh, what is it called? Uh, podcast not included. Podcast right. not included. Ah, ah, okay. um, it's a new little show, and it's on right before. It's on. It's going to be on uh, Mondays. Looks like eight oh, to ten. Good. Plenty good. of time yeah, to get to Future Theater, um, <laughs> and again, good. network and all that to be announced mm-hmm. and go on Bell Gab and you'll find it. Or I can actually link it up here too on Future Theater. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks, that'd be Nance. cool. But um, and I lost my train of thought. We're it was good. I can talk on this get... subject though, like regarding yeah. like I honestly yeah. think that. Um, all this happened. It's so funny. A lot of what happened to me happened because of this forum. I was wait, in the art wait. Bell. It was something you said, Soroya. It was about some. Just to throw this in too, you were saying that something about when you're writing and you're in the group, or or how you find people, how people come into your life that are the people. It's almost like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah, that you know? type of thing. That type yeah, of for sure. But you have to be open to it. Um, yeah, that's also true. I wonder how many opportunities opportunities I've missed. Um, it's a very interesting conversation, Nancy. Yes, that's <laughs> also true. I want to make a, two points quickly for Soroya. I remember my conversation with your your idol, uh, Raleigh. Uh, it was about the American Civil War. Talk about esoteric conversations and about how government expanded at the time. Sure. I remember Charles's well. Family. It was an interesting. Pardon me? It's Charles's family. We were Charles's just talking. Family. He's yeah. only two generations away from it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, Crockett. you know, again, that was uh, – I was just impressed by her – you know, the level of the conversation. So I was a fan at the time. I think she's actually hosted uh, one of the, the competing shows, hasn't she? Once a couple of times? C2C. No, she's just doing her own right now. She's no, she not- used okay. to, yes. No, no, no. No, no, in yeah, past. in the past. That's how I knew her. A few Absolutely. times, Roya. She, she, she stepped in she was, at least She once. was excellent. She was excellent and could have easily taken over, I think. Oh, that show, I understand. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. 
Um, and it so would again, have been the best you know what? Your book is also mentioned on our website. I just pulled it up. Yeah, so. it is. I, I'm, I'm actually permalinked on Raleigh's site for my podcast. So back to Nancy's interesting conversations, and we'll see when uh, Angel kicks me off the air for dominating the conversation too much. Well, we have, we have about six minutes left, and I wanted to let folks know who the guest was going to be tonight on Art Bell because I looked it up, and have I think I even lost it. Uh, you talk amongst yourselves. I'll go find it again. It's Dr. David Lynch. It's, okay, here it is. It's Dr. Michael Lynch. He is somebody okay. to do with ghosts. 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 Uh, see, this is going to be the Halloween week, and I just thought uh-huh. we could lead in with, you know, we're going to talk about stories and be weird. But <clears throat> everybody I know is weird, and everybody <laughs> I know who's weird, like all of you guys, are trying to act yeah, normal. Yeah. You're always trying to act normal instead of taking out your weird side. But basically, well, so I embrace not... the weirdness, Nancy. I embrace being weird. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah I do too. You I know, mean, I'm covered in the... tattoos. Ah, when you look amen. at the detail, I think when you look at the details of any life, everyone appears weird. When you get yeah, down but to the I try so hard to appear normal. I do not have a tattoo. <laughs> um, yep, I haven't any tattoos either. Nancy, you need a tattoo. That's what you need. I would love one, but I'm indecisive. I cannot figure out what it should be. If I could figure out what it should be, I would go for it. How about the word um, Bill or something? Yeah. Okay, safe. so now I've got it on yeah, Good. Yeah, at this point, yeah. <laughs> I've, got it, I've got it from a source that cannot be mentioned because she gets all angry. Um, it's Dr. Michael Lynch parapsychologist for 27 years it's going to be great because it's the beginning of the whole getting ready for dead air at the end of the week uh, okay dead air right you're getting I back love to your Art bell have you guys been enjoying every single night because i have every moment every moment. yes absolutely me well, too you know me being me being overly honest sometimes the guests are not of, of interest to me so i don't I, care yeah i don't guess i care about art okay beat me up beat me up but anyway, look art can just sit there and just hum the national anthem for two and a half yeah. hours it'll be the greatest humming national anthem in the history of humming national anthems i mean you well, guys know how i feel about great. jacobs but i just yeah. sit and listen to jacobs and i have an absolute absolute knowledge uh, from another side of Jacobs and I don't you know I'm not going to go into it I still will listen I will listen to anybody but nine times out of ten I'd say 9.9 times out of ten super people and like whenever I come up with really good people I do write to producer at Art Bell and say here's an idea here's an idea Um, why not because I think your guest last week and and this week as well, for that matter, could go on our bill. I'd love to get on our bell show. You know, that'd be great. I have not been on our bell show yet, and I'm hoping one day that uh, that'll happen. So. Well, see, Art should have the bell gabbers, and I'm sorry, sorry if I'm lumping you into you know a group of people. But I don't Art, know you want to but be lumped listen, before. Art's life is no, built you're by fine. bell gabbers. Listen, um, Art, I, I didn't. I, this is not a secret. Art got Keith, our great overlord keith was once a lowly person on a forum and that's how he and art got Uh, that's how they met and art picked you know keith out of the uh pile of forum yeah but at that point he already had been working for rush limbaugh and had uh, i think so Uh, yeah 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 yeah, he worked with rush before he worked with art Um, what about redacted yeah that's what but then there's redacted who is now heather the producer and then there's wait a minute there's a couple more wait me think here there is more well, there's our own Amy right now. Um, True. I have, I, there, okay, 
I, it's not a big secret I, because we're going to have to replace ourselves. I do a music log. It's volunteer work. And I had to get myself a replacement. And so our own Dyna X is also helping with the music logs. It's a volunteer thing we do if you love music and you just want to help with um, logging the music. And so we're both doing that. We're both Bill Gabbers. So there's that. And there's some more. I know. Okay. Uh, here, here, I'm, I'm going to correct both you, Nancy, and myself. Okay. For what? I just got word from Mr. Roland himself, from Uh-oh. Dark Overlord Roland. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're both wrong. We're Uh-oh. both mistaken, and he's calling <laughs> shenanigans on, on us, Aww. basically. Uh, he was not found on a forum. That's Aww. wrong. And he worked for Art right before he worked for Rush. So there you go. Yeah, but it's said in, that, in the very, really cool article from Speaker Magazine, the article said that he plucked Keith out of a forum. And I and thought they may have been mistaken. Well, I'm going to I'm going to point to Keith to that paragraph because it's plucked out of the forum, and I'm thinking, you know, he's one of I us. I was not found on a forum. He says. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Not that there's and I did not, and I did art before a rush, which. Well, well, but, I don't know. Where's the glamour here? Where's the where, see? Where, everybody's taking our stories away, you know. <laughs> Because now, now Sir well, Roy is backing that's off coming, right? and saying you're there's no such one. thing as real vampires. What? I you never said that. <laughs> you're backing off. I can hear it. By the way, what we only have one minute left, so everybody yeah. has to start wrapping it up. Okay, okay so. Night, everyone. <laughs> uh, anybody got any links? Uh, anybody got any links they want to uh, promote? Oh, we can go? I plug my website, please? Plug away. Plug away. Uh, my website for my book and everything else is www.joeyroxy.com, and it's J-O-Y-R-O-X-Y.com. No, it's J-O-E-Y, I think. Yeah, I think you're right, and I just totally screwed that up. It's been a no, lot. Don't worry really about it. Just go to future.com and look for and you can find And you can find me and on my Facebook. I have a Facebook page, uh, The Sublimity Close Encounter, and I'm working on my my face or my website. It's just kind of taking me a little oh, bit. Oh, Chris, so. you know what would be so cool? To either make a vapor or a perfume, call it sublimity, and use that orb as this as its selling point. How it is, yeah. Like get it deep, or get in glass. My son's a glass blower. Get a glass blown with that deep red in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I would love to be able to do that. Hey, I would. I would love to be able to do that. You I know, didn't I should go bong. make shirts. I, I should go make shirts. By make the way, Angel has a Angel has a show on Wednesday nights. I'll plug that. Thank you. That's right. It's Skywatchers. Yes. Skywatchers. Can I get yes. a public yes, service to be announcement? Yes, I want to get a public sir. service announcement. Right. Last be one. Be kind go to vampires. Be kind to vampires. <laughs> they might be good to you. Uh, we don't bite. There you go, Nancy. We got to go. Got to wrap it up. Okay, we will see you next week. We have a lady on named Nancy, and she is a lady who talks to aliens. I can't remember Woo-hoo. her last name. I'm awesome. sorry, I'm blanking. Oh, I it's will okay. do it right now. Hang on. Her name is Nancy Duterte. Nancy Duterte. I speak to aliens. Be cool. Come come back next week, folks. Did you hmm? theater live? Out. <laughs>